0: hey ho what is happening and welcome back to the giant contraband robot artist talk podcast season two on this episode we have dima algebra and we're once again recording live within the painting studio with um with emerging artists like dima um who is busy making dope ass art hope you enjoy this episode as well stay tuned for more And we're back on the giant contraband robot um for season two of the artist talk series where myself and you the viewer uh, view i keep on saying the viewers
1: <laughs> viewers <laughs> listeners
0: <laughs> get to learn more about the artists that i'm interviewing um for these series talks um christian ventura my calls will not be participating in these um episodes because as much as he does want to pursue art himself yeah, yeah. um I'm trying to convince him to come here to Dominguez Hills. Okay. But he'll be double majoring in computer science and art. Nice. So that's going to be interesting. Um, he will be back on a future episode because he, he really wants to talk about the Batman, um, like I mentioned in the last episode. I'm happy Robert Patterson is Batman, but...
1: He is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah. And... What? Sorry. Wait, what? No, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's good. Um, and that is our guest, Dima. I can't pronounce your last name. Cause I'm not gonna... Okay
1: algebra Algebra.
0: Yes. All right. See, I got it. I you got, got, got
1: it.
0: You got it. I have a pro. I really do have a problem pronouncing people's names. It's
1: okay.
0: I still cannot pronounce diamond Hansen. and I'm pretty sure I got to mispronounced that wrong. Who's that he's the Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: Mm-mm.
0: All right, not Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> um, oh. He. I will say he's the only. Yeah, he's the only. I like, <laughs> Guardians yeah, the yeah. 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 I know uh, you're
1: talking about, but yeah, I don't know. Blood Diamond. The <laughs> Name, yeah.
0: I was like, I always butcher that man's name.
1: It's
0: okay. Um, like for some reason, I can get Hispanic names. Some, because because it's, it's, the pronunciation.
1: Right, right. It just takes
0: a few, and then you get it. It's yeah. all good. Um, so, on this episode, we have Dina, um, who I would say is a multifaceted artist. Because okay. you have you have your hands in, in everything I have seen. Curating um you talk about your religion um shapes and patterns from the sculptures you have done yeah and now i'm seeing you're recreating and i, I have not got to ask you are recreating nike cortez shoes yes i am and we're going to get into that <laughs> um like like what is the, the the purpose of recreating um it has to be it has to mean something so yeah. like to you that's personal
1: yeah right should i get into it now or in a little let's
0: bit? get into it now because no. i'm like because yeah. i always notice artists do us think well these past two episodes with yeah. Rocio and Jackie. Yeah. Um, it's always connecting to something personal or it is something that interests them. So For sure. why Why the Nike Cortez?
1: Um so basically it's funny, I was literally just talking about that in my last class and I, I did pseudo research day where I had to talk about it. But I'm literally um in progress um talking I'm in progress with my artwork right now and I'm making, um, I'm making sculptures out of the Nike Cortez. So my original interest in making the sneaker, I just love shoes. And my family does own a shoe store. I come from a background of like, um, my dad has sold shoes for over like 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I've always been around that. And you know, the Nike Cortez has been known to be like a controversial shoe. And I was kind of interested in that. And so I started doing a research. I saw a video online talking about um, how it got its name. And so I was like watching this video and they started saying, you know, basically, I'm going to try to make a really long story short. Mm-hmm. But um, before Nike was Nike, it was another company. And so they wanted to make a shoe honoring the 1966 Olympics in Mexico. And they, um, they wanted to call the shoe the Aztec. And so they weren't able to have the rights to that name. And so instead they were talking amongst themselves because Adidas took the name, the Aztec for one of their shoes. So they were like, well, who conquered the Aztecs? And then someone's like Hernan Cortez. And so they literally named the shoe, the Cortez because of that. So it was like a slap in the face.
0: That's crazy. So literally
1: has like ties to colonization. Um,
0: And white supremacy in a way.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, you know, that's, it's literally like Hernan Cortez invaded the Aztec Empire, and you know slaughtered them, uh, colonization, and it's just like a lot of different things. And I, it's not like I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool, I want to make art about it. I was more like, whoa, what the heck? Like, do people know about this? And my love for sneakers, and I was like, well, let me just try to construct um, clay sculptures of the Nike Cortez, and my goal is to make 48. Like single right foot pairs, and I I want to do like a right like a, the right foot pair, and I want to have them kind of installed in a way where it might look um, in a shoe store, mm-hmm. maybe on a wall. I'm kind of still figuring out how I want to install uh, okay. it.
0: Okay, because I was like, uh, I want right the right shoe, and I'm thinking yeah, like yeah. the um Slosser swap me. Yeah, you, you know, that's yeah. how
1: it is. Yeah. Even at our shoe store in Anaheim, like that's how um one of the not one of the, the sneakers are like shown on the wall, you have them on like that for Michael, with the shoe slots, and it's all there, even at our East LA shop which we used to have a long time ago that's how it was, you know, we used to wrap the shoes like, you know, I remember that yeah, and like even, I actually visited the sauce and Swami like a few months ago, and I was that's how the shoes were, I like to say installed, because to me it is like an installation when you walk into spaces like that it's like an installation and then when you start viewing things like that I feel like it just opens your eyes to like so many different things so I'm bringing in that context with I feel like I have a I I'm a very curious person and so I like to find out why things are the way they are and like lately as an artist I feel like I've been like been surrounded by people where they're asking me more questions like, well, why are you using this? Why are you doing that? And while at first I got frustrated, I realized that it's really been beneficial because I should know why. There is a reason, even if you're like just like using the color pink for a painting, yeah. there's a reason why yeah. behind it. So you just kind of have to dig.
0: Yeah, because that was a um, talk with um, Rocio about it. Well, no, Jackie. Yeah. Um, for me, creating art, my subject matter is art of color as in the emotion. Yeah. Like because you just mentioned you ha- there has to be like a inner feeling why you want to use these specific colors right and I always gravitate to these my specific colors either turquoise mm-hmm. um like an atmospheric blue purple or a hot or or fluorescent pink because right? right. there is a purpose and there's like a hidden meaning to these colors right and sometimes pink can be love it can be something else but when you look at in the global sense pink is a different it can mean something else differently emotionally right. for the color pink or right. blue can be, it's not just boy anymore, it can be something else. Yeah, for sure. So I, I do agree, when um, you choose a color, it has to be like something that connects you to that color. Yeah. It's like, why are you choosing this? Yeah,
1: and I think it's just like the overall context and um, the overall context and what you want to convey and even if it's just like making art for play and just having fun with it there's a reason behind that because like you mentioned like some of my previous work that I'm still exploring I love throwing on the wheel and making like closed form vessels Um, and I I love doing that's one of my favorite things and um, I guess like right now I'm making work that is more focused and like I guess I have a more clear intention when talking about it but that's i guess because i've been putting in the work for it and it's a vulnerable thing too because i'm like i guess not used to just talking about the work so much and you start doubting yourself as an artist but i think any creative person goes through that so it's been kind of like challenging but that's kind of what i'm making right now is this the sneaker sculptures and i'm making them out of red clay and It's been challenging because i'm usually i throw on the wheel i don't hand build too much so i've been exploring that aspect and it's been it's been pretty cool and i've been learning a lot about myself through it too
0: i know myself um i like to hand build you do and then I use i have a big foot so i never like being on the wheel (laughs)
1: right right it's it's the wheel's messy but it's i just love it it's just fun but because
0: you get to have control
1: you get to have control, but then when you don't, like, I feel, like, literally, like, when you're on the wheel and if you're having a bad day or you're forcing it, like, the clay feels it. Yeah. It's, it sounds corny, but it feels it, and, like, you have to approach it, like, just be okay with it. Like, forcing, you know, forcing anything is not going to be good. You have to just take your time. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: So, so um the other question i had um was your inspiration to create was it your family your parents or better yet was your parents um how can i rephrase not repeat the same question in the last two yeah. episodes but okay. was your parents supportive of you pursuing yeah. art
1: um that's a good question
0: and i give you two questions in one. yeah <laughs> it's okay
1: i'm just gonna try to answer it all um Well, I think I've always loved art ever since I was a little girl. I have like clear memories of just, I remember like in second grade and third grade, like we'd have this art teacher that would just come every few months and her name was Miss Solis and I remember her and she would come and do art projects with us and I just loved art. I remember like, I remember one time when my parents were getting their um, citizenship, they like interviewed my brother and I and I was little and I remember this guy, the, the man that was like working with us asked me, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was little, but I told him, an artist. And, like, I feel like that's so crazy that I said that. And he asked me, he's like, watercolor or acrylic paint? And I didn't know the difference at the time, and I said watercolor. But, like, I feel like it's always been kind of in me. And then it wasn't till much later in, like, um, community college. I originally wanted to be a political science major. And then I took some ceramics classes, and in high school, in 12th grade, I had a ceramics teacher. Her name was Mrs. Floyd, and I used to spend so much time with her and just talking a lot. And we were different, but, like, we used to talk a lot, and I still keep in touch with her till today. There was something from her that really encouraged me, and I think it just, it's the way art made me feel. Yeah. And, like, of course, when I first started, like, saying, like, you know, when you say oh, I'm a political science major, everybody's like, oh, wow, like, that's what your major is, and it's kind of more accepted That's how I felt. And then when I changed it when I was like, oh, ceramics or like art, it changed big time. And like the reactions I got in the beginning, people were like, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? Like, oh, that's cool. They kind of dismissed it, like didn't take it serious. But I feel like I'm going to graduate soon with a bachelor's degree hopefully, um, but yeah, I'm supposed to graduate soon, and it's like, in fine arts, like, it's a big deal, I think, and it's not like I just went to school and didn't do anything, like, I was fortunate, I feel like I put in the work to get opportunities, like, it's not like you just go to school, and like, you just draw a flower, I'm like, oh, I did art, it's hard work.
0: Yeah. you're doing a lot, because I know people have the perception of what art school is, and this, like, like, when you show them photos, like, oh, you're doing this, like, yes, it's yeah. more complicated than Thanks. just, just going in and learning how to draw something
1: yeah because, like you're in critiques you're yeah. you're questioning yourself all the time you're you have to be vulnerable yeah. you have to be out there you have to be open to like failure and even through all of that it's difficult and i guess like um i think in the beginning like i i would yeah i would definitely say like not family like supported but i think also didn't take it as serious you know mm. so it was a little bit tricky when um when um I feel like there's always going to be that tension, especially I feel like coming from, like, maybe my community and background, a lot of people go to school. Like, you literally go to school. Like, community college is, like, two years. And then you go to – you go get your bachelor's in two years. You're done in four years. And then you get married. And then you're, like, you're set. And it's just like, well, maybe I have a different plan. I
0: know, because that's always that. Oh, um, I don't know if it's – I know it's different for men. Right. But I've, I've noticed a lot. That's what society expects women to yeah. do.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, that shouldn't be. That shit really should not be the norm.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because I was gonna ask, you got to be your professor is one of my favorite um artists, Arima. Valum. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you are lucky. She's amazing. She is, and I, and I love how the way she, how she approaches. Her yeah. Role. She's oh my god, like I'm okay,
1: like okay, I love her a lot. She was. <laughs> I had her as um, Rima Halum is a. She was at Cypress College. She was my color theory professor, and that class like was one of the best classes I ever took. Which actually, um, Devin actually wrote the curriculum for that class because he used to teach at Cypress College. But obviously, it's all based on Joseph Albers' color theory. Yeah. Um, well, color theory like teachings and all of that, which yeah. is pretty freaking dope. Um, yeah, I think the way I mean she works you see her on her Instagram always posting and I'm like dang like you're doing it I feel like she's constantly at it and I'm like that's so inspiring and I think it's really about like I think for every artist probably I don't know if I've even reached this point yet where you have to come to a realization like this is like I guess I'm slowly coming to the point I don't want to say like you kind of have to come to this like realization where it's like all right this is what I'm doing like and I'm in it and I'm like Everything else is like kind of going to be on the side. You get more focused. Yeah. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense because it means like you are invested in what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to ask, now that you curated your own show, technically you created two shows. Curated two shows. When? Like you did a student show. Well, you have you have done a student show yet? I come. did
1: my first semester at Dominguez Hills. I and got to co-curate. Yeah, I curated.
0: And then you did one off campus. I did. The one that was, um, that I think, was not in Joshua Tree. No. Oh,
1: I was in that show. Oh, you okay, was in I the guess show. Okay, I guess we did kind of create. Yeah, I got to be in a show with, I'm part of an art collective with two of my good friends and old classmates. It's called Art 166. And um, one of my, my friends in, in our collective, she got asked, like, hey, I have this space out in Joshua Tree. It's, it's called Art Queen. And we got to put our, our work in there. Um, and... Uh, it was it was really it was really great so yeah i got to be in that exhibition so that was the first time my work got like shown in a different space like that so it was really cool so like yeah i got to i got experience like curating Mm. i got experience like here working with praxis and teaching kids at delamo park which was amazing because i love working with kids and especially in art and being able to um teach and teach art in communities of color like That was big, you know, because yeah. they don't have access to the arts, no, no, no. And you in, know. And
0: plus, public schools are cutting out the arts. They're at cutting that.
1: out the arts, and that freaking sucks. Yes. And, like, so I had that. I feel like just when I came to school here, literally, I feel like so many doors opened in a way, and I was just like, dang, like, this is crazy. I got to work with Alan, the Getty internship. Yeah. That was freaking crazy cool. And the also, last, yeah.
0: Um, Mario Yamara.
1: Yeah, I worked with Mario and Carla last uh, last semester, which was really, really amazing. Um, that was like, for me, like a dream come true. I've always wanted to work with Mario, and um, I met him during the Getty internship. We visited Slanguage, and we got to meet him. And I'd always kind of been in a conversation with him, and then he asked me, like, hey, like, you want to come intern? And I was just like, like, I couldn't believe it. To me, it was like a dream. It was a dream come true, and I... I still am in contact with them, and they really feel like family to me. And honestly, that was also a internship, again, that really opened my eyes to, like, the world around me and, like, my own personal aesthetic. I realized, like, everything I like yeah. is connected with my artwork. Yeah. It's not – I used to separate everything, always.
0: And, and that's something I used to do as well, but yeah. it's like you have to embrace it.
1: Yeah. You have to
0: embrace it. And then also art, in a way, if you make it that, make it this – it can be a community of work. Right. Like everyone has their specific skill sets and their yeah. own subject matter. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still yeah. a community. Um it's it's still community. And there's there is somewhere people are making it more professional. Of I mean, course. not professional, more competition wise. Like
1: i yeah.
0: like we should everyone yes, everyone is in this intense, everyone is hungry. Right. But everyone should work together yeah. in order to be fed.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Like, for me, I'm also, like, I guess I would say I'm, I'm competitive, but, like, I think in a good way, I hope. Yeah. But I'm also really hard on myself, which I'm trying to stop. But I feel like every, like, I'm going to clap for, like, everybody. Like, I want to see everyone win, you yeah. know? So it's not, like, we have to support each other. Like, I'm always, I kind of always say, like, I was like, we're a lot more alike than we'd like to think. Yeah. And we all need each other much more than we think. Yeah. And so it's like, when you approach something like with, like, a like openness and like kindness, so much more could happen. There's so much like conversations, even like this, like, it's just, you know, it's important. It yeah. starts with a conversation. Yes. You know, I, know I, I
0: have noticed there hasn't been like any, many open dialogues or like good vocal, like, outlets for people yeah especially um what I have mentioned before um I've noticed a lot more a lot more now women taking charge on showing their own work yeah and I'm like and most and I've noticed that we were talking about the tax toxi- yeah. the male toxicity yeah. of it I'm like why are you mad at someone who is trying to get known right was like and I've noticed it's a lot more easier for white male men, white male artists to be yeah. noticed more right off the bat. And oh, yeah. then it's male people of color. Right. And then like women then... of color, white, and then it's white women. It's like white. <laughs> white, yeah. white, white yeah. People. Anyway, I hate to say it like this, but still it's like white people in the forefront. And then if it's yeah. a male person of color. Yeah. They get in, but then like almost add like an afterthought. as a, mm. a woman of color yeah. that's gonna that's gonna be shown, and then we have like now we've seen a lot more Latinx shows going around. We see um, people of Armenian, Iranian descent showing yeah. a lot more. Yeah. People of um, black people showing a lot yeah. more, and that's do you feel it's now up to us now that we're technically this new generation
1: yeah.
0: to actually like you know. DIY do it or do it ourselves
1: yeah yeah
0: because that's why I was like I was harkening back to the Joshua Tree show that you did right. with your collective
1: right yeah I think all of that is true a lot of the institutions like you know the art institutions you know they're they've they've been around for a long time and it's you know a lot of it's like white institutional um, it's like run that way I do feel like it's slowly changing which yeah. is great however like I think All of the artists now are the new generation and they're kind of breaking those, you know, walls, if you want to call it like that. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like it is slowly changing and the conversations are changing and it's like, no, I'm going to be in this space and uh, I'm going to make work, you know, to talk about all these things. And I think think it's important. Like, it's just like about inclusivity and it's also like, there, it's so tricky too because now there's also like a fetishite like sensation of like people of color yeah. like oh now we're gonna show you yeah. you're so important or it's like this artist is like showing work and it's like oh my god this is amazing it's like well you wouldn't have cared about it if it wasn't hyped yeah. but then i'm torn between being like that because i'm not trying to be that negative person yeah. that's like that but it's again like it's like you know what no but my mindset what and how i want to be is like you know what no they're getting their platform like do it, yeah. like, do it, because we need to support each other, Yes. and also, like, I guess it comes into, like, the, like, it's, like, what's your art about, like, do you start talking about identity, like, is that tired, but I feel like a lot of artists, and I'm experiencing this myself, like, I always would tell myself, like, oh, I don't want to be, like, I, I just want to be, like, Dima, the artist, I don't want to be, like, labeled or put into, like, a box, like, yeah. oh, Dima, Muslim artist, like, you know, or, or, you know, if people look at me, they're going to assume, like, Okay, like, especially when I would first started making my closed forms, people were starting to, like, project on me, like, oh, like, are you making these because they're closed? They look like a covered woman, like a Muslim woman vessels. And I literally, that was never my thought. I just loved the shapes that I was yeah. making. I like abstract. Um, they remind me of architecture. Could it have been a subconscious thing? Maybe, but I didn't approach it like that. Yeah. Could I have taken that idea and ran with it? Sure. Yeah. And then people would be like, oh, my God, Muslim artist. Like... Um, you know, speaking on like you know your your struggles and this isn't and that, and it's like I feel like there's a time and place for that, like don't put you know, let me figure it out., yeah. you know, and I don't know, does that, that yeah,
0: that makes sense because um what we learned in art history,
1: yeah,
0: it's always people who don't know what the person is thinking, or right. at at the yeah. end of the day, sometimes there's men projecting yeah. like I remember the yes. your the pieces you done off the wheel. Yeah. instantly people's thinking sexually I was like
1: they were too yeah
0: I was like where is this yeah. coming from yeah
1: yeah yeah that that was a thing too which I kind of at first I was like what the heck and I didn't welcome that but then after I kind of realized I kind of like the idea of my artwork being ambiguous yeah. and leaving it up to like um the viewer yeah. to see what they feel and yeah. I personally just love my forms and so like for me it wasn't I just, I love them, so I didn't mind too much. Some people are like, oh, it looks like it, you know, it looks like this or that or the other, and I'm just like, what the heck?
0: But still, at the end of the day, it's still kind of uncomfortable when they thinking yeah. you're the one that's thinking, and he's like...
1: Yeah, it's like, no, yeah, like, you know. This
0: is like the shapes and patterns. This is, this is just the shapes and patterns that you're thinking about that just like... Yeah. You're probably like... I could probably do this. So you're probably like working on like, oh, I'm going to see if I can make this shape. Yeah, and it would just,
1: for me, it would happen really organically when I started throwing on the wheel and making those shapes. It just kind of was like an obsession thing for me. And um, I just had fun creating those shapes. And I can't wait to do it again where I now have to focus on my work for senior show. And it's, yeah, people are, I guess, it's it's like I have to just get used to that too. Like people are always going to, maybe project what they feel and that's okay. I have to welcome that because um that's part of art too. Yeah. It's part of it. So um yeah, it's it's yeah, it's really interesting. Like just thinking about the hierarchy of like privilege in the art world because it's very prevalent. So it's like we need to keep making and filling these spaces so people are like, okay, like you're here, like we're here. Like, you know. Yeah
0: um because you you spoke on it a little bit okay um what are you thinking about what is your terms plans after you graduate oh do you want to take a break or you want to go straight into grad school
1: i for sure want to take a break i think i'm going to take a year break i know like people are like don't do it but i know i need to i want to take a break and make artwork figure out like Am I gonna have a studio? Am I gonna make space where I live to do that? I need to get smart about it. Um, maybe do some kind of an internship, something that I can do. And I really, really, really do want to go to grad school. Like at first, I didn't think I did, but mm-hmm. I do. Um, I know a lot of us we always complain, like we're in school. Oh my god, I gotta go do this and that. But it's yep. a privilege, yes. and I'm lucky to be here. Like I'm like gonna be the first in my family to like graduate from college. And to me, that's, like, a very big deal. And, like, I couldn't have done it, you know, without, like, you know, my dad's, like, hard work, too. And, like, be, you know, being able to pursue my passion, really. Because
0: um, you had a good support system you.
1: Yeah, like, you know, I think sometimes, a lot of times, like maybe family members don't support because they're worried and they're coming from a different background and growing up and they're like, well, you got to work hard to get what you need in this life. Like, how is art going to support that? But, like, the things I've been learning and the internships I've got, I'm like, there are jobs. Yeah. And you just have to hustle. And yeah. I just need to hustle some more and yeah. get smart and just get out of my head. But, yeah, for sure, after I graduate, like, I want to make more art. I want to just yeah, I just want to make more art, and I know I'm, like, in it right now, and I'm already, like, sometimes struggling, but I do want to go to grad school. Eventually, like, ugh, I'd love to teach, and I do want to be, like, practicing artist, but i I got to get, like, organized or just keep doing, honestly.
0: You can do both. We have a good yeah. example, Humana Sarno. Yeah. She teaches, and she's a professional yeah. artist, and she teaches two different schools at that. Right, I think right. no. Three, she got UC, really? um, USC, really? Cal Arts, and here at Dominguez Hills. Wow. While still being a professional artist.
1: And she travels for some of her shows and yes. exhibitions. That's amazing. Some like it's a busy life. Yeah, like that's is. what I'm scared of. So it's like I need that time to prepare yeah. and like know what I'm doing. Like I already have ideas for like a next project. This is something I do. I start something. I get so excited and then like I'll get inspiration from something else. And like right now I have something in my head but I'm like, don't even talk about it, just wait. Yeah. But oh, it just the way it all like happened the other day I just saw something I was so excited about it and I can't stop thinking about it but I'm like that I have to put it on hold like focus on what you're doing right now so but I know the ambition is there I just have to like tap into that for real
0: and I always say don't don't feel uncomfortable talking to yourself about it
1: yeah for real because
0: I was I will legit hold conversations yeah. with myself yeah I'm like I don't sketch my stuff out because yeah. I'm like it's never gonna come out the way it looks. Right. And I was like, I never, and I'm um, always had, uh, super, up until uh. I finished taking any form of painting classes. Right. That was the one argument me and um, Devin would have. He's <laughs> like, why don't you sketch anything out? I was like, I hate sketching. I just don't like it. And yeah. Because like, I'm like, what I'm doing is abstract. Right. It's not. I was like, it does not have a form. I was like, I probably like the one time I did sketch something out was like my kneecap was right. like a recreation of my kneecap. Right. And then the background was abstract. Right. I was like, it does not have to have a self form.
1: Yeah.
0: Because um, I'm like, I always house ideas in my head. And I'm like, no matter what I'm going through, yeah. if it's stressful or not, yeah. that idea is still in my head. Right. And I will probably like change a couple of things. Right. Like the most I'll do is like, I'll save a picture of like, oh, I like this design. Yeah. And if I warp it to something I want to do. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah, yeah. We we have, as ours we have our ways like of like doing it. doing our doing our work, but it's like it has to be our way because everyone has their own way of doing things. Yeah. Um,
1: um. Yeah, for sure. Like literally talking to yourself is important. I had yeah. a I had a professor um tell me that one time. He's like, record yourself like talking about like your ideas, and I actually did it a while ago, and I found it so like. Not only therapeutic, but it helped me get my ideas out. Yeah. And even now, because I, oh, oh my God, like I hesitate so much about talking about my artwork, but I'm realizing the more I talk, it helps so much because I'm able to gather my ideas and yeah. more questions arise, then I confront that. Yeah. And like something that was really helpful, um, one of my pieces I did, I think you might have seen that piece. Um, yeah, You guys had it in the show, in, yeah. in, the, in that show. um the last student show, it was, and I did it for my sculpture class, I made the the concrete scarf, the hijab, and that piece, like, I do want to make that as a series, so, like, that's, again, another thing on hold, but that piece was, like, really important to me, basically, for those listening, I, I had made a sculpture of a hijab, which is a headscarf worn by Muslim women, I wear hijab, and so I made a hijab, dipped in like concrete, and I I removed like, it was wrapped around a mannequin head, we removed the head, I removed it, and then I had it suspended from the ceiling, so it's just like hanging there like a floating scarf, it's, I, it's one of my favorite things I've ever done, and I got to talk about it and critique, and that was like the first real time I really was talking like from my heart, and like being vulnerable and open, and it was so important for me, and I was talking about it like from my own personal experience like wearing the hijab and I wasn't I was being real about it you know what I mean like sometimes I feel like when you have an experience with something you can speak on it you could also hide what you're really feeling and just like yeah I love it this is not but it's not easy and like it's a battle sometimes like do I want to wear this anymore or not like so I really talked about that with the artwork and I was really surprised. Not that the feedback mattered, yeah. but I was amazed. People were like, "Wow, like that was like really like informative. Like, thank you." And I think that's what art is about, yeah. you
0: know. So that'll be my two questions. Yeah, and I feel well, ten is one, but um, I feel that's talking to yourself helps. Yeah, because talking to yourself and then hearing yourself back. Yeah. Me personally, if I'm hearing back this podcast, I don't like hearing myself yeah. at all.
1: I don't like hearing myself either. But... I just
0: like speed run through yeah. my, my speech and just like find somebody else. But, um, <laughs> but that does help because like yeah. when you have to do a critique. Everyone is going to be nervous. And yes. when they say they're not nervous, I always say bullshit.
1: Yeah, for real. Everyone
0: has a, a tick.
1: Yeah. When
0: they're in front of a group of people. It's hard. And I feel talking to yourself about your work, you'll be able to better explain it. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's your, you part of your culture, yeah. your religion, and your your belief. So it's like yeah. it's better. It's even though it may be a little bit tougher to talk about it, but talking to yourself and then you know what you're yeah. going to say during yeah. a critique, exactly. that definitely helps.
1: Yeah, it kind of helps you again, like gather your thoughts. And everybody does get nervous. I'm always like, oh my god, I'm so nervous, so nervous, and um. And then i just end up kind of going in it i used to always i still do it i don't know i say i don't know a lot but i feel like i do know and so there's that whole thing and just really talking about it especially you know i was born and raised in anaheim i'm american like my background is syrian um, syrian and Circassian. so like it's it's different i feel being born in america like being raised and like out here and stuff like that you're just gonna have a different experience and a different approach probably not everybody we all have our own different experiences but like being you know like i don't even like i mean i am muslim but it's like it's like i don't think i walk around like hey everybody i'm muslim like that's not how i go about it you know it's just it is what it is but it's like i don't even know it's just like approaching it the way you're gonna talk about it and address it and i think it's just um I guess i just wanted to explain my own side with that art piece like my own struggle with it what it's like you know i'm not like i mean people see you wearing hijab like i've had these experiences in high school i one time on a form wrote that i speak arabic as my like first language so they had to do these like tests so like they would bring me in and this guy was asking me pictures like what is this what is that and i'm like that's eggs That's this i was like i speak english i was like i did the wrong thing on the form and he was like, oh, he's like, you speak so well. People look at me like when I when I was taking the train and stuff, when I was had my internship, I was going to Union Station. I had to take lifts and Ubers. Mm. They're like, wow, you speak so well. And I'm like, dude, I was born here. <laughs> so it's really funny, but I, I also have to be open because yeah. sometimes people don't know, and sometimes yeah. I, I look at ignorance as an opportunity for teaching. Yeah. So,
0: I was going to say, yeah, people just... just... Plain out racist. Yeah. Planning. like, and,
1: and I try, like, so hard because I don't – and that is true. We already know all of that. And I just try not to, like, approach it like that. And instead I'm just like, well, maybe I could just, like, explain something to them and have a conversation instead. Obviously there's some people who are plain, like, blind and ignorant. They don't want to change. But I just try to, like, approach things with, like, kindness and be like, okay, well, maybe they really don't know. Maybe they haven't met someone like me, you know. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, it is what
0: it is. And for the last bit, um, I know you said you want to continue on making the the piece for the hijab. Yeah. Are you going to continue using um, um, concrete, or are you going to, like, using yeah. different mediums for that?
1: I really loved using the concrete. It's a little tricky because of the way it has to dry and stuff. I want to actually attempt to make one out of clay. I love working with clay. It's my favorite medium. I mean, I love paint and everything, but clay just has a special place in my heart. I've loved it for so long, and so I think I I really want to try it with clay and see how that looks, and I think hopefully it could be successful.
0: Can't wait to see more of that. Yeah. Once Mm -hmm. again, thank you for being on this episode. Thank you
1: for having me. This was was awesome. No problem. See, it was not that scary. It was not scary. All
0: (laughs) All right, folks, um, stay tuned for the rebooted episode. Uh, Santos and Isai and then we'll get to Devasuna eventually. He became busy all of a sudden. <laughs> Big time.
1: <laughs> he is busy. <laughs> he has his shows and everything.
0: Yeah. All right. Peace.